Welcome to the MedEvidence Podcast, hosted by Dr. Michael Corrin and Michelle McCormick. MedEvidence, where we help you navigate the real truth behind medical research with both a clinical and research perspective. In this podcast, we'll have discussions with physicians that have extensive experience in patient care and research. How do you know that something works? In medicine, we conduct clinical trials to see if things work. Now, let's get the truth behind the data. Welcome to Med Evidence, powered by Encore Research Group. Go to EncoreDocs.com. Welcome to Med Evidence. Today, we are joined by Dr. Michael Corrin. He's a cardiologist and CEO of Encore Research Group, and he's been the principal investigator of over 2,000 clinical trials while being published in the most prestigious journals. Dr. Corn is interested in studying the research of research. I am. Thank I like you. like that. And Dr. Victoria Hilo, welcome. She is a well-respected pediatrician, clinical research investigator, and practicing in the emergency room. So thank you for being here, both of you. you. All right. What's new with the flu? Let's go there, shall we? Because that's a big topic, I think, with the COVID and flu, yeah. and they they you, really resemble each yeah, other. It used to be flu was the old boring virus, but maybe not so much anymore. Yeah, I mean, what are you saying, Vicky? Well, you know, flu. We've had COVID. We've had um, this pandemic where everybody was hearing about COVID, and truthfully, the flu is a pandemic every year as well. Maybe not as severe as COVID was because, of course, we've had protection over the year from all of that. And um, that's the big thing we're involved in is protecting. We did the COVID. That was the most recent thing we were involved in protecting people against. And now we're going after that flu. We need to do that every year. And everybody's heard of the flu. Um, Interesting things about them is they have a lot of similarities. And we're noting that more and more. As she said, I work in the emergency room. And interestingly, our COVID tests have a flu as well as another virus, RSV, that we can talk about another time that we can test for. And we are seeing many people with flu and COVID, but different waves of viruses happen. And for a while we had COVID and then we had flu and then COVID got a little better and we had a second peak of the flu. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the similarities between those two viruses yeah. from a so and you, you bring you're bringing up a historical perspective and as you know i'm an amateur historian <laughs> so i can't i can't help myself but as as a dr hilo has just mentioned there have been waves where certain viruses seem to be more lethal and uh, or more benign and so i like to remind people that in the 1918 flu epidemic that was a viral epidemic that was way worse than COVID. And just to give you some sense for that, uh, literally, this is a virus that was killing 7% of 18-year-olds that got it. Think about that. 7% of 18-year-olds. And we know that because of a famous um, analysis that was done back then where recruits for World War I in 1918 went to this military camp in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And there were about, uh, as I recall, about 14,000 of them that are being trained to go overseas from this military camp. And there was a flu epidemic that occurred at that time. And 700 18-year-olds died. Mm -hmm. Think about that. 700 18-year-olds died out of 14,000. So that's a 5% mortality rate over the course of a month. That's a lot. For the flu. Yeah. So the flu can be incredibly nasty. And getting to Dr. Hilo's point, the flu shares certain characteristics with COVID. And those characteristics are it's an RNA virus. So that's the, it's a virus that has nuclear material that's RNA versus DNA. Mm-hmm. Some viruses have DNA, some have RNA. And both COVID and flu have RNA. 
They both have eight genes. They're, they're incredibly simple organisms. There's only eight genes in these things, hmm. but it's enough to keep these viruses going and to do their work of infecting cells. And um, are they, they the same eight genes? No, well, they're a little different. They're yeah, again, they're not exactly the same, okay. although they have similar functions. Okay, all right. And and you're getting to a very important point is that one of the most important functions for viruses to survive is they need to infect human cells. Okay. And they actually infect human cells through something called the ACE receptor. So I don't want to get too nerdy here because we're just starting this talk. <laughs> we could go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, we, <laughs> can, we, we, we can. But, but anything like a virus can't get into a cell unless there's an entry point. Okay, that, well, and, that makes sense. Right. And, and so both flu and COVID, they have slightly different mechanisms to get into the cells, but they basically get into vulnerable cells using a similar mechanism or a, certain, a similar entry point. Okay. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of correlations between the two. Yeah, but the other thing about that simplicity is, although it's only eight genes, that that simplicity lends itself to easily being mutated. And so, therefore, it changes, as we've heard with the COVID vaccine. We've gone through the uh, wild type and then Delta and then Omicron and then Beta and all of these different mutations, some of which have been more virulent or stronger, more deadly, causing more illness. And the illnesses even vary depending on some of those mutations. Well, we've seen that same thing every year with the flu. Um, I'm sure everybody's heard about, you know, well, this year's flu contains this strain and that strain. And uh, we're going to talk about that and how important that is in trying to make a vaccine um, to help all of this. And again, as simple as they are, they can cause severe disease. So we don't mean to imply that this is a simple illness and you can get over it quickly because it's simply not the truth. Um, and so, you know, we've learned through these mutations that we need to keep on top of it. And um, one of the things that is important is keeping on top of it with a vaccine and trying to make a good vaccine. Um, and the ways to help protect against it are to protect from getting sick. And then more importantly, if you do happen to get the vaccine, to keep from getting severely ill. So we're going to talk about two of the strategies of protecting from getting the virus in at all and then if you do to not get severe disease and i'm going to point out another similarity and also a reason that local knowledge is extraordinarily important when you deal with this and that is because they can both mutate easily both flu and covid can mutate easily there's going to be changes over weeks mm -hmm. so what's true in july is not necessarily true in september mm -hmm. And we need people like Dr. Hila who are in the ER that are, you know, have their finger on the pulse per se. And they can say, hey, now we know we're seeing this type of strain. This type of strain is really nasty. And so we're worried more about the flu in September. And actually in August, we're more worried about COVID because that's what we're seeing. Okay. So these things change fairly rapidly. And the knowledge of local physicians is extraordinarily important in terms of treating these things well and knowing what to look for. Yeah, I always hear people say, well, I got the shot and then I got a different strain, you know, so with the vaccine. So I see what you're saying about... Is that localized? Yeah, and it's just human nature. So everybody's talking about COVID. So you feel, you, you feel like crap and you say, I must have COVID. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Uh, Dr. Hilo knows that the last week it's been all flu right. or it's been all RSV. Okay. Right. And again, because these viruses spread like viruses, right. they, they will change fairly rapidly and local clinicians will know what's going on. Yeah. Did we see like um, a drop in flu over the past few years because of the COVID pandemic? We definitely saw a drop in the 
um, incidents of flu, partially because of the strategies that we were using for COVID, because COVID was a pandemic and it was in the news and everybody was wearing um, masks and using gloves and doing the COVID handshake elbow <laughs> to elbow, we were decreasing the spread of viruses in general. Um, and so we did see a decrease in illnesses in general. I can tell you the census in the emergency room plummeted, not only because people were scared to go there and pick up COVID, but because viruses weren't being transmitted to begin with. It was quite an interesting phenomenon. And when we had this little spike, I remember um, with the early part of this year when we had a spike in COVID, all of a sudden, all of the things that I was seeing were injuries in the emergency room because everybody went back to wearing their masks oh. and taking protection. And um, some of the schools even went back to doing virtual. And um, so, you know, for me, it's exciting to see that in the emergency room. Um, but it was just indicative of how effective the mitigation strategy of protecting against spread helped to um, decrease the amount of illness of all of these viruses. Oh, so do you think we'll see a an at-home flu test? Like we have COVID testing at home. So if it comes out negative, but we're still feeling sick, should we go get tested for flu? Well, the technology is there and the question is deploying it and how, how practical that is. Mm-hmm. So do we expect people to have their RSV, flu, COVID and... Uh, power influenza virus kits and all lined up and figure out which one mm-hmm. it is or do you go to an urgent care clinic and get a panel <laughs> right so right. so all these things are are possible but um ultimately we'll have tested home kits that look at all the different viruses mm-hmm. and otherwise you're literally doing a different kit for every possibility <laughs> right, and, right and it can get confusing well i think my covid test is possible no 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 it was my flu test no no, no it was my power influenza virus <laughs> right right i mean i if, if i test negative at home with my covid test and right. i'm still feeling bad right and then of course the treatments are different so if there was one antiviral that worked for everything that would be easy mm-hmm. just i have the virus or not but in fact, there are different antiviral treatments for the different diseases. Well, you guys need to be doing some research to yeah, we got some work to do. all into one thing. Yeah, yeah Vicki, we got to get working. All right, <laughs> doing those vaccines. Um, but let's just talk about this whole idea of mitigation strategies, of things that we can do um, to protect. I'm your host, Michelle McCormick, and we want to thank Dr. Michael Corrin for his clinical and research perspective behind the science in this episode of Evidence: the truth behind the data.